you are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach, and although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority Podcast. And if you've ever wondered how to use LinkedIn properly to get credibility and generate leads for your business and leads that want to work with you, well, you do not want to miss today's show. So thrilled and excited to have Dee Boswell Buck on. And if you're a regular listener, you would have known that back in July, she was featured. One of her previous episodes was featured as one of the top 25 all-time episodes of the show. So I am so excited to have you back on the show, Dee. Kim, thank you so much for having me. When you let me know that, you know, we were in the top 25, I was just so excited and just so thrilled to hear that. Thank you. Now, Dee is a certified social media strategist, and she helps women-led businesses. But what she talks about today is for the men, too. Oh, helps women-led business owners transform their online marketing so they can book more leads and earn more revenue. Her journey began while on maternity leave. She launched a mom group on meetup.com called Mamalicious Mamas. Oh, I like that. That's a delicious word. Because she was lonely and wanted to get the heck out of the house. Amen. I hear you on that one. While the baby napped, Dee built a website and started a Facebook page and Twitter account. By the time she returned back to work, Dee had over 400 active members with companies from Children's Place to Frisco, Kisco, Freezies, looking for access to her newfound friends. She decided to update her boring LinkedIn profile with the skills she attained organizing events, and her love affair with social media began. LinkedIn began to notify her of job positions for social media management and digital marketing. So Dee did the smart thing. She went back to school part-time to obtain her certification. And now that she's certified, you know what? I love this because it says that she tried to get into a marketing department and he told her she didn't have enough experience. I did it. Who has enough experience when they're first starting out? Hello. But you know what? Dee did the smart thing. She just decided it didn't matter if someone didn't want to hire her. She was going to do it anyway. And you know what? I love that because Dee is just such an amazing person. So Dee, today's going to be a fun episode, I believe. I'm going, I'm here to have fun. <laughs> so Dee, why don't you give us a bit of an update since the last time you're on your show? Now, I think the last time, I'm just looking back here. Well, I think the last time... Well, I know I you were on very early, and I think you were on again, but I think it's been a few years since you've been on the show. Yes, I was last on your show in 2020. I believe it yep. was, yeah, April 2020. Yeah, right with COVID. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I mean, thank you so much for reading that bio. And I was just thinking that, you know, the next time I'm out speaking somewhere, I just would like to bring you with me or maybe, you know, bring the recording because the way you made it sound was pretty awesome. But, oh, um, <laughs> Yes, for sure. 
So what has been happening since then? Yeah, so 2020 was an interesting year, as we all know. And a lot of businesses, they had to, you know, they either had to, they had a brick and mortar, they had to shut down, or even if they were online, they had to look at how they were doing marketing differently. There was lots of opportunities. I mean, a lot of, a lot more people were home. So that meant more people were online. The thing is, is that online became very, very noisy. So it was noisy with what's going on in terms of the pandemic. It was noisy in terms of, you know, all of the, the things going on in politics. And then, you know, businesses that always did things the same old way. They were now like leaping into this online space and just doing the thing, like not even reading, not getting educated on it, but they just wanted to show up. They just needed to sell the things that they needed to sell. They needed to move forward and uh, they just didn't know how to stand out. So, I mean, my business as well, I suffered where, you know, when a lot of company owners, when they freeze with everything that's happening, they don't know what to do. So it was a matter of, you know what, D, we're going to pause our services. And then things started turning around where like every everyone needed to go online. So what I do is, yes, I do digital marketing, but I like to say I do digital marketing different where, yes, you should, you need to stand out and everyone needs to stand out in the online space. But I, I'm a believer that you don't have to be everywhere. So you need to be exactly where you need to be. You need to be where you are able to show up consistently. And everything that you do online, when it comes to your business, it needs to be connected to the goals of your business. And that's what I live by. Wow, I love that. You know, it's funny, back 2019, really hard year for me business-wise, just uh, a lot of personal things going on, just was just not a good year business-wise. And came out of 2019, and I'm like, I've got to rebuild this business from scratch again. That's how bad it was. It was either rebuild or close. And so I know in my business, it's about a 90-day turnaround from the time I really start prospecting, generating leads, all that kind of thing, before I really start seeing consistent clientele coming in. Well, guess where that put us? March of 2020. (laughs) And overnight, I went from having no business to having tons of business because now one of the two main excuses for not writing a book was gone. They now, everyone now had time. Yeah. So, you know, other businesses were struggling and my business is taking off like crazy. But the thing was, is I could still relate because 2019, I was on the verge of closing. Wow. Um, It just, yeah, it was just one of those years. And so I love what you said there about, you know, your, your clients were coming to you, but in a very short time, they're coming back to you and going, uh, I really do need your help because otherwise, how do, how do you stay relevant? And I can't believe it's been three years. Like, I really can't believe that's been three years since all of this started. But even still now, we're still not completely out of it yet. Okay, like health-wise, we're out of it. But the the financial repercussions, the the effects on businesses are still happening, even though it's been three years since it started. It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, going back to 2019 for myself really quick, 
you know, I was, I, I'm a believer that, that networking is key to helping you to build a business, but my, my business was growing and I was feeling very tired in 2019. Mm. So funny thing, I, I thought to myself in 2020, I have to do things differently. I'm not able to, you know, pack up a table, drive in my car, set up. And all that time, like maybe five to six hours at an event, I'm not able to work on client work. There's got to be an easier way. And I was thinking I'm going to, you know, use the online space uh, mm -hmm. more strategically. But then 2020 came along and it was like, here's your wish has come true. <laughs> you know, one thing that I've really been thinking about lately is, you know, standing out in this online world. And I loved what you said about, you know, the consistency and about standing out in a way that's genuine to your business. And I think it's easy to hide away. It's easy not to shine in your business. It's easy to just kind of sit back and blame everything else for why you don't have clientele in your business. But in today's world, if you want to get those leads online, if you want to be seen as that expert, then you have to stand out and you have to make it intentional. So I love what you said about that. What I'd love to do, Dee, is we're going to shift gears here a little bit. I know that you've got lots to teach and train about, you know, standing out online, especially on LinkedIn, and how do you use it to generate leads? So I'm going to let you loose for a bit, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, so I mean... You know, in when you were reading out about me, LinkedIn was the catalyst. It was the thing that helped me to learn about digital marketing. So, but that that's my love affair. That's how it started with LinkedIn. Now I'm on, you know, other social media platforms and, you know, I, I love LinkedIn. It's always a first and sometimes, you know, Instagram inches up a little bit more. But what I love about LinkedIn is that Yes, it is a business platform. And now when I say that, that tends to scare people because they hear, oh, it's a business platform. When I say something, how is, you know, how will anyone believe me? Will I have that authority? I always want everyone to understand that while it is a business platform, it is people behind the business. So it, it's yes. all people, right? And those people may actually be on your other social media accounts as well. But, you know, LinkedIn is you know, that area where it doesn't get too personal and business owners, you know, they, they're there because they want to be found. If you get on LinkedIn, it's pretty incredible. Let's say you want to connect with somebody who's a decision maker in a specific company. Well, you can go onto LinkedIn, you can go to their company page, that company page of that company, and then you can take a look at anybody who has said that they work at that company, they're going to be linked onto that company page. And more, most likely you're going to see their titles as well. So you will be able to see like, who are these decision makers that you can actually reach out to? So that is like, just so amazing. Like right there, you have all of the information. When I think about when I had my mom group, the Malicious Mamas, which I named it because my mom hated that name. So that was the name of the group. But I had the Malicious Mamas and I would look for sponsors and I would start off by looking on Twitter, making a phone call. And then there would be the administrative assistant who is guarding the boss and I can't get through. Well, on LinkedIn, it's it's all there. So, and I also talked about how with LinkedIn or in 2019, 
I felt like networking was so hard all of a sudden. And I call LinkedIn the networking event online. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm happy to talk about, (laughs) like if people only thought about or knew how they could just connect that thought, they would, it would just be much more easier to show up on LinkedIn. It was funny. I've been um, reading a lot up on the changes to the LinkedIn algorithm and where their focus is on right now. And one of the things that I really uh, saw that I appreciate is that they're they're turning their focus away from viral stuff. They they really want experts and people to really share about business and how to build business and and they're they're rewarding that now with, you know, more views and that as opposed to the the viral stuff, which I I really appreciate cuz I'm like that gives me an opportunity to just truly share my knowledge and expertise. And I know some of you guys are thinking, well, I don't really have knowledge expertise. Listen, if you're an entrepreneur and you've got something that you specialize in, you're, you're an expert. Now, are your writing skills the greatest? Well, maybe they can use some work, but if, if you've got something that you want to share or a message or knowledge, you know, LinkedIn is that place to share it because they want it. They want that information out there. So that, that for me just is encouraging in terms yeah. of using LinkedIn. And it's really something that, you know, a lot of business owners should really take a deep dive into. I see a lot of entrepreneurs, they're copying and pasting content from Facebook or copying and pasting content from Instagram. And you see all those hashtags and, you know, that doesn't really make a, a, does nothing on LinkedIn. I'm seeing how some people are sharing, how they're sharing content. So we always hear about using reels or being on TikTok, sharing a viral video. And it's just such a joy to scroll through LinkedIn and see that somebody is sharing, you know, thought leadership, something that's very helpful. And it's just via text. There's no image. It's thought provoking. And you you have a lot of people who are engaging in it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So what are some of the things that you would recommend to help people stand out? Well, again, tying things back to the goals of your company. So for any social media platform, including LinkedIn, the question that you should ask yourself is, why do I want to be here? Mm -hmm. And it should all be connected to the goals of your company. Now, we always have that big goal, what's going to happen in 12 months. But breaking, I love to break things down into like what's happening within the next three months and how can this social media platform help me? And Mm -hmm. another thing you want to ask is, who is it that I want to connect to? And that's just not about sending out connection requests, but that's also about, you know, when I share content, what type of content is going to make this type of individual stop in their tracks? Mm -hmm. And also, you know, your LinkedIn profile, like we always hear about, you got to have that great about section, which you do. You want to make sure the skill section is up to date. Well, if you were to go to a networking event, you would have asked yourself, if I go to this networking event, how is this going to help the goals of my business? What is it that I'm going to say when I do connect with others? 
But your LinkedIn profile, you've got that banner. You want to have your profile picture, which, by the way, you know, if you're smiling in your profile picture, you have more people who are actually going to engage. So yes. I think of banner as, you know, I think of like when I go to a networking event, I always wear something bright, something very colorful. So what is that banner that states what your company is about? And also the real estate. So that banner should make a real hard statement as to how it is that you help others. So it's all about like LinkedIn is networking. How do I want to walk into that networking event? And this is yeah. how my profile is going to help me to show up. I agree. So agree. I think, I think sometimes we, I see one of two things on LinkedIn. I either see so stuffy and professional that it's unapproachable. Or I see the opposite, you know, where someone is not understanding how to use LinkedIn and, you know, their profile, their pictures, all that kind of stuff are very unprofessional. Yes. You know, those those kind of pictures might be great for like Facebook and Instagram and places like that. But your presence on LinkedIn, if you want to be seen as that expert, everything needs to reflect your expertise and reflect. Now, I'm not saying that you need to spend thousands of dollars to do this either, because you don't nowadays, yeah. you know, go someplace and, and pay to have someone take a professional headshot of you smiling. I think, yes. you know, that that's key. Cause when people first look at you, they want to see, Oh, this person's friendly, but professional. Like I love, I love your LinkedIn one. I actually stole it because yeah. you're, we're recording on July 17th and I didn't get a chance to tell you this before the call D, but your top 25 episode went live this morning. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I actually, cause before, before we'd gotten back to each other, I'd already set things up. So I actually stole your LinkedIn profile picture to use in all the social media graphics for the episode. Cause I just loved it. So much. it was so good. It's one of my favorites. I think it's a coffee cup one. <laughs> oh. But, you know, take the time to structure your profile. And and those first words under your name, I don't know about you, Dee, but that's like your prime real estate. That's the first thing people see. Please yeah. do not put, I am a social media specialist. Yeah, because every time you engage with somebody's content, the top mm -hmm. line of your of your headline shows. So if somebody sees that you've engaged, you know, you've made a comment, they're going to be able to be very clear about what it is that you do because they're going to see your profile picture and that first line. So that is like excellent real estate. And, you know, LinkedIn is an awesome search engine. If somebody's looking at looking you up, that is one of might be like the second thing that comes up on Google as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my team, when we are creating content, so our clients, it's all, they're all, they're pretty much hands-free. Whenever anybody reaches out to us to, to take care of their digital marketing, they often say to us, I hate digital marketing. I just want to do what it is that I want to do. So when we are writing content, we make it fun. We make it engaging. We make, but more importantly, we make it educational because when you're able to write in a way that is sharing in an educational way, you end up using some really great keywords. So when somebody is looking for what it is that you do, your content or your LinkedIn profile will be one of the first ones to come up. Mm -hmm. 
You know, it's funny you said that because one of the things that I've been studying with podcasting and one of the things that one of the people I followed encouraged us to do is to actually take the transcript and put it in the show notes because the transcript is usually filled with a ton of keywords. So for the most part, that's what I do. I copy the transcript. Now I do not have time to go through the transcript and you know, correct all of the, the mistakes. So audience, if you're reading the transcript, no, it is not edited. Yes, you're going to find 50 million mistakes in the thing because I don't have an hour and a half to go through and read that whole thing through and correct it all. So it does not get it's perfect. But yeah, it's it's there mostly for for the keywords. And, I, and you are correct. Like, I don't believe in keyword stuffing. But uh-huh. if you're going to create this material then take that into consideration when you create the material. Look at what words people are searching for to find what you do and use those words. Make yourself more findable. Yes. Yeah. You know, whatever the issue that somebody is going through, they're going to do a search on it. So, you know, you could show up on social media and say something that doesn't really have anything to do with what it is that you do or how it is that you help, but you're not going to be found and you're not going to be helpful. One of the things that I always think about is, you know, what's in it for me, but not what's in it for D. Boswell Buck. But I always think to myself when I'm reading something, what is in it for the person who is reading this? And then that is like step number one for content creating and sharing, sharing your expertise on LinkedIn. Yeah. Wow. One thing I was thinking about D is how, oh, I just lost the question. I know. Those 52 year old women issues. <laughs> when you're creating content, how do you figure out what the good things to write about are? Um, so like I said, when, when we are onboarding our clients, for instance, or when I think about my content, everything has to connect with the goal, but also I'm very aware. So let, if we're going to speak about my business, I'm very aware about the pain points that people are going mm-hmm. through. And actually what my team does when we are writing for our clients, we kind of, we kind of put ourselves into that mindset where it's like, we're not just writing about somebody who's struggling about with social media. Mm-hmm. We're writing social media content for the business owner who shared a post last night, got a good night's sleep. Then they woke up and, you know, they went on their phone only to see that only one person liked it or absolutely nothing happened. And now what is going through their head is like, are you serious? I did all the right things. So we're writing with that emotion and, mm-hmm. and, and that emotion connects. So writing content that is actually not just about a pain point, but actually connects to the feeling of your mm-hmm. audience. That's the content that does well. Now, just a quick question for you, because this was something I was wondering. I heard a while back that to get more engagement, once you do the post, don't tag people in the post, but once you have posted something to tag people in the comments. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because I was told that by somebody and I never knew whether that was actually true or not. Ooh, so tagging is, um, I believe tagging is 
okay in some cases. I'm not, I'm not that individual who loves to tag individuals. I like to tag people if you've got something to, if they've got something to do with that post. On occasion, you know, I might like if I know that, you know, a post was written and I have somebody else on the platform who, you know, this is something that they were we were talking about, then I would tag them. So, you know, social media and the algorithm, you know, we're tagging and we're going to trick the algorithm and then more people are going to see it. And yes, people are going to see it. However, if you're tagging individuals who you know, your content does not apply to, then you're not going to get the right audience seeing it. Mm. So, and then what tends to happen with tagging is, you know, like often, you know, people do it quite often. There's some people who it's done a lot. And Mm. what could happen is that the people that you're connected to, they might put you on mute Mm. or they might disconnect with you. And then the social media platform will say, we will not let this person know that you are no longer following them. Right. So that also happens. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we've got a few minutes left. Anything else to share with us, Dee? Yeah. If I could leave with, so what I find about LinkedIn is, you know, I love it. I find that people either love it or they hate it. Mm. So those who love the platform, they love it. And those who don't love the platform, it's, it's a feeling of, you know, I'm being judged. Or I'm not too sure how to use it. I have one client who we're working together when we started. She said that I feel like it's the evil stepsister. So it's always so strange. I find that when people are describing LinkedIn and they don't love it, they use these broad terms and it's something that's very evil. I just want to say, you know, just to remind everyone again that it's a social media platform and it's a platform like all platforms are used differently. And Mm -hmm. what I like, the analogy that I like to use is that you know, when I head out with my friends, so I saw some friends, I helped them with their gardening and they're, you know, we're all together. We're making all of these jokes. And then when I get home, I'm still D, but you know, the language that we're using there, I'm still D, but I'm showing up differently at home. And then when I go and I see my in-laws, I'm a little bit more prim and proper, but I'm still D. So, you know, the same thought is going on all of these platforms, but you can still be you. It's just that LinkedIn is just you know, an area that you're showing up to where you're a little bit more, you could be more casual or you might be more dressy. That's all it is really. <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> I, lo- I love how you said that you wouldn't talk that way in front of your gardening friends at home, because we know what happens with little people. You, you yeah. can say stuff all day to your blue in the face and they won't hear a word of it. You let one word out that you shouldn't, and guess which word they catch and start repeating. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Don't you know that that propensity to just be able to focus in on the one thing you don't want them to hear. Right, and the shoes are still on the floor that you've asked them to pick up. Yes, I totally understand. (laughs) Dee, if people have enjoyed today's conversation, how can they get a hold of you? And do you have any freebies that you like to share? Yes. So, you know, if you're you're watching this and enjoyed it, then follow me here on LinkedIn at D Boswell Buck. And also jump into my DMs here as well. And Kim, if I haven't done so already, I will share with you a link to a free 
I do have a free download called the 10 essential elements of your social media strategy. And it just gets down to basics and just putting some thought into how it is you're going to show up online so that you're happy with the results that you get. That is awesome. Well, we have time for one final thought, Dee. One final thought. Let's see. I think I would possibly need a, a question, Kim. Um, <laughs> I'm here. So I, yeah, go ahead. Essential element of LinkedIn that a business owner needs to know about. The most essential element of LinkedIn is that you have to remember it's a networking site. So you just showing up, another analogy, you go into a networking event and you just go around and you tap somebody on the shoulder and you give them a card and you walk away. No, you have to create those conversations. So you can actually build a network with intention. When you're networking with individuals on LinkedIn, it's not about what it is that you're going to sell. There could be some amazing people that you collaborate with and other individuals who just love your content, which is going to be helpful for the algorithm. Well, Dee, it has been a joy and a pleasure having you back on the show. Thanks so much for having me again, Kim. This has been Dee Boswell Buck and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. If you've loved this episode, don't forget to share it out. And we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.